Cantos 53-58 to of Book 6 of the Ramayana of Balmiki Translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om123 Canto 53 Vajradanshtra's Sally When Ravan in his palace heard the mournful news, his wrath was teared and gasping like a furious snake to vajradanstra does he spake go forth my fiercest captain lead the bravest of the giants breathe go forth the sons of ragu slay and by their side sugriva lay he ceased the chieftain bowed his head and fought with gathered troops he sped Cars, camels, steeds were well arrayed, and coloured banners over them played. Ring stacked his arms, about his waist the life-protecting mail was braced, and on the chieftain's forehead set, glittered his cap and coronet. Borne on a bannered car that glowed, with golden sheen the warrior rode, and footmen marched with spear and sword, and bow and mace behind their lord. In pomp and pride of warlike state, they sallied from the southern gate, but saw, as on their way they sped, dread signs around and overhead. For there were meteors falling fast, though not a cloud its shadow cast, and each ill-omened bird and beast, foreboding death, the fear increased while many a giant slipped and reeled, falling before he reached the field. They met in mortal strife engaged, and long and fierce the battle raised. Spears, swords uplifted, gleamed and flashed, and many a chief to art was dashed. A siegeless storm of arrows rained, and limbs were pierced and blood disdained. Terrific was the sound that filled the air, and every heart was chilled, as hurtling over the giants flew the rocks and trees which banners trew. Fierce as a hungry lion when, unwary deer approach his den, ungered his eyes with fury red, waving a tree above his head, rushed with wild charge which none could stay, where stood the giant's dance array. Like tall trees levelled by the blast, Before him fell the giants fast. And out that streamed to blood was thrown, With warriors, steeds, and cars overthrown. Canto 54 Vajradhanstra's Death The giant leader fiercely reigned, His arrows and the fight maintained. Each time the clanging cord he drew, his sudden shaft a banner slew. Then, as the creatures he has made, Fly to the Lord of Life for aid, To Ungad from protection fled, The banner hosts dispirited. Then raised the battle fiercer yet, When Ungad and the giant met. A hundred thousand arrows hot, With flames of fire the giant shot, And every shaft he deftly sent, his foeman's body pierced and rent. From Ungad's limbs ran floods of gore, 
a stately tree from art he tore, which, maddened as his glaciers bled, he hurled at his opponent's head. His bow the dauntless giant drew, to meet the tree swift arrows flew, checked the huge missile's onward way, and harmless on the art it lay. A while the banner chieftain gazed, then from the art a rock he raised, rent from a thunder split in height, and cast it with resistless might. The giant marked, and mace in hand, leapt from his chariot to the sand. Ere the rough mass descending broke, the seat, the wheel, the pole, and yoke. Then Ungert seized the shattered hill, whereon the trees were flowering still, and with full force the jagged peak fell crashing on the giant's cheek. He staggered, reeled, and fell. The blood gushed from the giant in a flood. Reft of his might, each sense astray, a while upon the sand he lay. But strength and wandering sense returned. Again his eyes with fury burned, and with his mace upraised on high, he wounded Ungad on the tie. Then from his hand his mace he drew, and closer to his foreman drew. Then with their feast they fought and smote, on brow and cheek and chest and throat. Worn out with toil, their limbs bedewed with blood, the strife they still renewed, like mercury and fiery moors, met in fierce battle mid the stars. A while the deadly fight was stayed, each armed him with his trusty blade, whose sheet with tinkling bells supplied, and golden net adorned his side, and grasped his ponderous ladder shield, to fight till one should fall or yield. Unnumbered wounds they gave and took, their wearied bodies reeled and shook. At length, upon the sand that drank, streams of their blood, the warriors sank. But as a serpent rears his head, sore wounded by a pigeon's tread, so ungered, fallen on his knees, yet gathered strength his sword to seize. And severed by the glittering blade, the giant's head on art was laid. I omit cantos fifty-five, fifty-six, fifty-seven, and fifty-eight, which relate how Akampan and Prahasta sally out and fall. There is little novelty of incident in these cantos, and the results are exactly the same as before. In Canto fifteen, Akampan, at the command of Ravan, leads forth his troops. Evil omens are seen and heard. The enemies meet, and many fall on each side and banners transfixed with arrows, the Rakshases crushed with rocks and trees. In Canto 56, a company sees that the Rakshases are worsted, and fights with redoubled rage and vigour. The banners fall fast under his nets of arrows. Hanuman comes to the rescue. He throws mountain peaks at the giant, which are dexterously stopped with flights of arrows and at last beats him down and kills him with a tree. In Canto 57, Ravan is seriously alarmed. He declares that he himself, Kumbhakarn or Prahasta, must go forth. Prahasta sallies out, vaunting that the fowls of the air shall eat their fill of banner flesh.
in canto fifty eight the two armies meet dire is the conflict ceaseless is the rain of stones and arrows at last nila meets brahusta and breaks his bow brahusta leaps from his car and the giant and the banner fight on foot nila with a huge tree crushes his opponent who falls like a tree when its roots are cut and of cantos fifty three to fifty eight